This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, July 9th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We will be joined in just a minute by Steve Wolfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. First, some housekeeping. If you have not gone to iTunes and given this podcast a five-star review and left a comment, we would appreciate it if you do so. It keeps the higher-ups happy. If you are on Spotify, you are one click away from subscribing to the podcast. Please go ahead and do that. iTunes and Spotify are the two major off-site podcast purveyors our listeners use, so we want to make sure that goes as smooth as possible. Also, if you have not signed up for text messages yet, all members of Bucknuts have access to our text service. If you had been signed up, you would have been the first to know yesterday that Ohio State has suspended voluntary workouts due to some positive COVID-19 tests among athletes. This affects several sports, including men's basketball and football. Dave Biddle broke the story yesterday, and those that signed up for text messaging got that information first. Obviously, that's a story we'll be following as it progresses. We are now joined by Steve Wolfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Steve, hot and steamy in the Gym City. Hey, good morning, Daniel. Same here, man. We're sending that weather towards you. It gets here before it gets to y'all. Steve is working on a recurring feature for 24-7 Sports about the battle for the number one spot in the current recruiting cycle. Ohio State appears to have what I think is an insurmountable lead. You have mentioned other contenders. Your most recent entry, focus on a team from out west. Bring us up to speed and what you're trying to get done with the feature. Well, look, I mean, Ohio State's still in the position you want to be in at the top of the rankings with the big lead. And if they can finish out with the five stars, JT Tui Maloa, and receiver Emeka Ibuka, they'll be tough to beat. But I mean, there, there's a chance that those two young men could go elsewhere. Obviously, um, you know, people are going to pick it, try and pick it Ohio State's class as well. So there's a long signing day. And um, I mean, I still like Ohio State's chances to finish number one. But I do think that there, there are some other schools in the equation and, and we'll continue to monitor each month. It did look like they were running away from the pack at one point. We will definitely keep an eye on that. Let's hit the questions that were submitted by our users in the front row. There were some really good ones. First, Steve, what's a greater existential threat to Penn State? Their lack of success recruiting the Philadelphia area or increased competition from that of North Carolina, Clemson, other Big Ten and SEC powers in their main recruiting ground, the DMV? So the question is, it's a question on why is Penn State struggling? I think the question is, Will Penn State be hurt more by their inability to lock down guys from Philadelphia, or would you be more worried that their increased competition in the DMV will hurt the, their ability to recruit that area? This is a tough question for me because I I, I don't I, I feel like Penn State has recruited well until this cycle, and so 
I don't know if like this is just a, and I don't know how they're going to finish. You know what I mean? So I, I think that they're not, I think that there are some targets that they love that are probably going to end up elsewhere this cycle that are from areas where they've had great success on the trail to date. How will it go moving forward? If they have a season, can they get back in with some of these guys or can they move up some of these guys lists if they, if they play well uh but but certainly you know recruiting for everybody's becoming more national and and places like virginia and and, and obviously the home state pennsylvania and, and then you know washington dc and maryland those have been places where penn state's had the most overall success um even though those 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 areas have been picked over by Ohio State and Florida State and, and stuff over the years too, I don't know. I mean, it, it hasn't been a great cycle for them right now. Um, they're sitting 26 nationally, um, but we'll, we'll see how they finish. And, and they're trending for a four-star linebacker out of Michigan and Jamari Jamari Button. And I don't, I don't have a great answer for y'all on the front row today on that. If we're going to get existential on this, let's talk about the DMV a little bit. There's a linebacker at DeMatha named Greg Penn, who is a crystal ball fave for LSU. There's a battle with Maryland. In the past, that would have been a Penn State-Maryland battle. So that would concern me greatly. If we're going to take it one more level, it bothers me a little bit that LSU is doing well in the DMV as it then pertains to Tristan Lee because LSU has never really done work there. and He's in Northern Virginia, which is about 25 minutes south of DeMatha. Moving on. If the season gets pushed back, do you see the December signing date getting removed? Dan, I don't know. They're making decisions that uh, on the season, and and I don't even know if every de- I don't even know what goes into all these decisions. Uh, but for an early signing day, I hope they don't move it. Um, there's over 600 kids committed at the start of June this year than there were last year. I don't know what that figures at now going into July. But there's a lot more young men that have solidified spots in classes, so I don't see I don't see why you would want to take away a signing day when you have so many guys committed. Hell, if anything, put one in there now. Put in an earlier one. Get some of these guys that uh, are are ready to really solidify their future uh, with the school. Let them put pen to paper now. If anything, I mean, why, why would we get rid of a signing period? Um, when so many kids are, are extra kids are already committed. Um, but I just know that the decision is going to be made for what's best for the school and, and, and the coaches uh, because it's the ADs that vote on these things on behalf of their coaches. The NCAA will apply whatever the schools and the conferences and the what they vote on. Good answer. Second, what Buckeye freshman do you expect to make the biggest impact on the field this season? I think Jackson Smith Majigba is the guy I look at, a five-star recruit out of Rockwall, Texas, the Lone Star State Gatorade Player of the Year, was one of the more dominant players at the All-America Bowl uh, in January before he got injured in a practice. Um, But he's incredibly polished. He's ready to go. Um, And and I just don't see – I see him as the guy that, that makes the biggest impact as a true freshman, because I, I just think that he, his game is ahead of everybody else in the classes right now. Um, we'll see how that shakes out over three years or so, but I just like where he's at walking in the door. Take a quick break, come back, head out west.
From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. We are back. Much of the recruiting chatter these days is about two prospects from the state of Washington the aforementioned JT Tuomolau and Emeka Egbuka. So the questions will follow that trend. Do you believe Ohio State's lead for JT has been shrinking, possibly due to a school like Oregon? And if official visits are opened up, would that work in Ohio State's favor? Well, Brandon Huffman had an update this week, my colleague from out west who's just closer to that recruitment than anyone, and he still, I believe that update still said that he liked Ohio State's position, but it, it, they've certainly had a lot of competition along the way, and it's not he's never been considered a lock for Ohio State in in my mind, and so they just have to stay the course and keep recruiting them. Now, they were hoping to get them to campus this spring, as were a lot of other schools. It seemed like it would have been incredibly advantageous for Ohio State to get them to campus because it was at a time when the NFL draft was really heating up and, and all the Chase Young stuff, and Ohio State's class was rocking and rolling, and there were so many good vibes. Uh, and, and so much positive energy around the program at that time. And it seemed like Ohio State had a lot of momentum with him. Um, and maybe they still do. Uh, I'm just saying, like, at that time in the spring when it was really buzzing, yeah, um, I think that could have been a, a potentially big visit. Uh, but now, uh, you know, we'll see. I think he wants to get on the road. He's not deciding anytime soon, and, and Ohio State will have to keep grinding there, and um, they've won recruiting battles like that before, too. Let's move to the other side of the ball out there. Is the Emeka Egbuka recruitment starting to look a lot like the J.C. Latham recruitment to you, meaning serious momentum towards Ohio State? Everyone believes he's going to be a Buckeye, and then not. Well, I think there's a chance that Emeka Egbuka could go elsewhere, but I, I think that Ohio State is the one to beat there, and he wants to see Oklahoma before he makes a final decision because I think he's seen the other schools that he's strongly considering uh, at, at some point, but with Oklahoma, he hasn't yet and wants to give the Sooners a fair shake, and he has genuine interest in Oklahoma. Uh, but Ohio State, the relationship there is terrific, and uh, he loves everything about Ohio State. So it's really up to Oklahoma for him to love it more. And, and Huffman's still not sleeping on Washington with that one, too. Tampa OC with an excellent question. Any chance Pepper Johnson, Ohio State alum and new defensive coordinator at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, gets in J.C. Latham's ear and secures a visit to Ohio State. I don't know Pepper Johnson at all or his personality, um, but I can't imagine that his, he's going to be a, an extended member of the staff down there at Ohio State. His responsibility will be coaching the kids at IMG and making them better players there. Now, if they ask him about his experience, I'm sure – you know, he'll, he'll talk about that, but I don't think he's going to be down there every day telling J.C. Latham to go visit Ohio State. Or I, I can't say if he is or isn't, I guess. can't hurt having an Ohio State alum on the, on the staff, but I don't know what kind of edge that really gives you. And they've had uh, – I don't know who's all on their staff, but they've had, they've had former Notre Dame players on their staff, former Purdue players on their staff, so – um, it, it, there, there's so many college influences uh, down there at, at IMT and, and so many kids on these teams that are committed to 
so many different schools. I don't know if the Pepper Johnson hire is going to be the difference. J.C. Latham always liked Ohio State. So if he visits Ohio State, it's because he's dotting I's and crossing T's on his decision and always liked Ohio State and wanted to get back up there. I don't know if Pepper Johnson would be the difference there. Last question, Steve. Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker? I mean, who roots for the bad guy? I'm not saying that, like, I hate Darth Vader, um, but who who's rooting for him? Uh, I mean, I think that's a pretty obvious answer, right? I think uh, a better question would be, like, Luke Skywalker or Han Stolo. Or, or, you know, I'm rooting for Luke all the way against Darth Vader. My youngest boy's name is Luke, so you can take that where you want it. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, y'all. See you on the front row. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.